You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since our moms chose our haircuts for us, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm Eddie Ferguson. And I'm J.B. Wagner. And on today's episode, we battle the ice cream man as we review Max Keeble's big move. Or we'll just spend most of the time talking about D23. But before that, Eddie, how are you and the family doing? We are doing wonderful. My in-laws are here visiting us. So oh, today yeah. we went and kind of had a special adventure and we went to these really cool uh, pools where the water is like constantly being refreshed by mineral hot springs. So it's like wow. constantly like flowing in, flowing out. It's just it. And it's this really, really nice. Really good. It is like I feel like a new for, man for like three years younger <laughs> but i have to confess feel like uh, you have two kids I, not three <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't wish that we wouldn't wish never. that never uh, never, never. um n- i will have to say though i did i don't know if this was a good dad move or not one we were the only people there Okay, so I just want that to be very clear. We were the only people there and we're we're having a good time. We're <laughs> swimming. And Lewis says, Daddy, I have to go pee. I have to go pee right now. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. The bathroom is like super far away Forever from the away. pool. Yep. It's like you, mm-hmm. you've got to just like hoof it up there or whatever. I don't know if this was a good dad move or if people are going to be really upset. But I just said, buddy. Just sit down in the water and go. And he's like, what? And in my this. mind, I'm going, and in my mind, I'm going, we're the only people here. Um, this water is constant. Like you can see where it's coming in and going out. Like it is constantly being refreshed or whatever. I'm like, if there's any time that this is quote unquote, okay, this is it. This, this is, is it that right time. here. And I am so relaxed and cooled down. <laughs> and so we're like, you just go over to that corner and just do what you got. Do your he's, he's a little kid. There's not going to be much awesome. coming out there. He's like, oh. he had the biggest grin on his face. It was just like a yeah. silly, stupid grin. And then we're like, I okay, swim, swim, swim away. You know, like, let's all go over to the other side and it'll, it'll cycle through and it, it'll be okay. So that's, I don't know. What do you think? Is that a dad? fail or is that just have, dad pragmatic would have come through my mind immediately i think the fact that you were the only ones there and it wasn't like a pool where it's just gonna sit there right that is the i think that was the key in my logic and i processed this stuff fast i was like okay let's go I've done the math you've on. done the calculus let's think this through um and I mean, yeah, it was, yeah, it's like a hundred degree water. It's just like, oh, it feels so good. It was, it was quite, quite therapeutic, but that was my day. I feel very good. I needed that because, um, it was an emotional roller coaster of a weekend to be a, a Disney fan. Um, for those of you who don't know, this past weekend was the D23 convention expo, whatever they call it out there in good old Anaheim, California. The first one in three years. Oh. Um, And pretty much everything... Now, there's several facets of Disney, right? They're this huge conglomerate, multinational conglomerate. So there's movies. We will touch on that. But, you know, a big part of things that we love about Disney is the Disney parks. Disneyland, Disney World, all around the world and whatnot. And in 2019, there was all this uh, cool stuff announced. I was very excited for like a Mary Poppins attraction coming to Epcot, different things like that. Almost everything gets canceled, right? Because of quote unquote COVID. We're all sick and tired of everybody just blaming everything on COVID where you're like, (laughs) you didn't really want to spend that money anyway. Why? You know, COVID just gave you a great excuse to not spend that money. Give you a reason to raise your prices. 
Exactly. All of this stuff gets canceled. It's been three years. So everybody, you know, on Twitter, on YouTube is like super excited. Like, this is going to be amazing. They're going to announce all this and that, you know, and like all the Disneyland fans are like holding out for like a big Tomorrowland redo with the people mover coming back. You know, all the Walt Disney folks are like, Encanto's coming. How are they going to do it? You know, everybody, they're going to. Universal's building a new theme park, so that means they're going to put new attractions in every park. Yeah, this is what you prepared us for. You prepared us for this, Eddie. They were going to have to level it up. They're going to have to step it up. They did the opposite of step up. (laughs) Like, they laid down. And I, like, I I watched it. I, I got home, and I caught, like, the last half of the parks panel and it was the most, it wasn't even depressing. It was just weird and like sad. Like they had nothing, zero, zilch. They announced no new attractions. All they announced was like little stuff like, oh, you can meet the Mandalorian and Grogu at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, you told us that like months ago. Like, Oh, you remember that like e-ticket attraction coming? You know, and it was a lot of Disneyland stuff and like zero Disney World stuff. And then at like the very end, they bring out two people and they're just like, okay, we're going to like play what if with you guys. Like, what if we did this? And what if we did that? And nothing was concrete. It was just like, we're going to give you a glimpse into some like weird conversations we're having of like, what if could happen? And I, I have to tell you, like, I was visibly like, no, I was screaming because they start talking about Animal Kingdom, which is my favorite theme park. And they start talking about putting Zootopia in, which is like, if you're a big Animal Kingdom fan, you know, like, no, there's the rule of thumb in Animal Kingdom is like no animals with pants. Like if the animal (laughs) wears pants. Then it doesn't fit into the animal kingdom because the animal kingdom tells stories about animals, not about human uh, animals pretending to be humans. Right. So they start talking about Zootopia and the Moana. And it's like, wait, you're going to try and make Zootopia and Moana like coexist in some like immersive land together. And it doesn't really make any sense. And weird blues. It was just like all the parks fans were just like that was awful. That was an abysmal display of nothingness that you just wasted, you know, two hours of our time talking about nothing. So you're not excited about the prospect of a villain's land. Yeah, but here's the thing, like, like somebody figured it out. It's like 40 percent of what gets announced, like 30, 40 percent of what gets announced at these D23 expos never happens. And that's. Like concrete here, this is in development, 30, 40% doesn't fully happen. So what they did is they didn't even like announce something. They just announced we've had some conversations that may include something that could possibly, we don't know, have something to do with this. Somebody said it really well. They were like, Disney's not announcing anything. They're just focus grouping their whole fans. Like, okay, <laughs> what we're going to throw most, some stuff. What gets the most what gets the most excitement? Yeah. yeah. And that's totally what they did. What if we yeah, did the villain's idea? Yeah. The villain's idea is fantastic. I like the idea of, you know, even something over on the other side of Big Thunder Mountain. I want to see Coco. I want to see Encanto. But the way you present it, it's like, I'm not getting excited about that. Like, I'm not... It was just, it was so bizarre. It was so weird. I'm like, you had nothing. You've sat on your hands for three years. And your big, your big question and hope for this next year was that the one that they were going to announce at D23 was what are they going to do about Frozen? I thought for sure there was going to be a Frozen thing coming to uh, Disneyland because they're putting Frozen everywhere. That was like half the panel was, I mean, half, but not really. Um, of like, here's this cool frozen thing we're doing in Hong Kong. Here's this cool frozen thing we're doing in Tokyo. Here's this cool frozen thing we're doing in Paris. 
oh, let's bring out these amazing singers who can sing into the unknown in Cantonese and Mandarin and French. And okay, you know, I'm like, this is your moment. Like, come announce this. And it's like, oh, you can meet the Hulk at Avengers Campus now. And he's not even the Hulk. He's in the time traveler suit. And you see, no lie, this much. Like, <laughs> just, his eyes. Just the you visor. You can see his green eyes, the visor. <laughs> the oh, oh, that's Hulk in there. Okay, okay. But come on. Come on. Give us something really cool, really big. But nothing. There was zero. There was zilch. No new attractions, which just blows my mind of like Universal is putting together what seems to be uh, a new state of the art game changing theme park 10 miles away from Walt Disney World. And they're doing zero to react to that. It's a lot, Eddie. It's a lot to process. I know. I know. I know. It's a good thing, though. We got some cool news on the movie front. Got a lot of movie news. We're going to have to break this down kind of studio by studio as we go through here just to keep it all together because there's a lot. So are you emotionally ready to move on from the parks? Have you gotten it out off your chest, even though it's still stuck in your heart? I feel I feel so. You're I mean, did you watch any of that? What was your reaction? What did you hear from people? I knew that I didn't need to check too much into the parks because one, I knew I had you. You were going to update me on all the park stuff. I was more focused on the movies and shows. But then also uh, my teammate, Eleni, huge Disney park person, loves it. I think she might be battling you for top Disney parks fan uh, <laughs> of the of the Century Award. And I... We had it. We had a meeting today, and we we didn't even talk about the agenda. We're like, let's just get it out. Let's go for it. Tell me your thoughts on the Disney parks because I just kind of lightly checked that, and she gave me a very similar TED talk to what you just the TED talk you just gave. Um, yeah. So I was primed and ready, but you also came with the fervor, just like I was. I was prepared for. Well, it. I love. Uh, uh, I love the parks. I love Imagineering because I feel like. Uh, I love, I enjoy storytelling. I love to see the creativity, the use of multiple disciplines to like communicate a story. And I'm also like, I'm not a sports fan. Like I'm not going to sit there and watch draft day or anything else of, of those natures. Like I'm so much not a sports fan. You like some good old football. USMNT. I mean, I do have a soccer scarf up on the wall up there. If you can see it up there. eleven. I do love like true football. Um, But yeah, like I sat there and I'm like, okay, this is like, this is what so many sports fans feel like when their team makes a bad trade or Mm -hmm. squanders a really important moment or, or something like that, where it's like, really? Like, and that's where it is. Like, I'm just excited to see, like, I love that creative process. Um, And I, when you see zero creativity and you just see, greedy money grab and not even trying to hide it. It's like, Oh, come on. Like, I know your business. Okay. We get that, but at least pretend to be creative. No, we're not going to do that. So no creativity left, Eddie. I know we need some, let's hand out Ed Catmull's book to everybody. Come on. Just start walking around downtown Disney. Just like, have you guys read this book? It's called Creativity Inc. You should hey, really. Bobby should. C. So San Francisco just doesn't do it for you. That's it. That doesn't. That doesn't do it for you. I was excited. Like we're. I love Big Hero Six. Like me and the kids. Like that's if we're if they're gonna watch a cartoon with Dad, we watch the Big Hero Six, the series. Um, I was excited about that, but. All I get to do is eat at a restaurant and maybe meet Baymax. Like, and for those those who didn't know, um, they're going to change Disneyland the Wharf area into to, DCA, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, California Adventure to complete out the Pixar Pier is by turning it into San Francisco, where you get your food. Which my wife is very concerned about making sure that they still have the clam chowder. She really wants to make <laughs> sure that there's still the clam chowder there. So. 
Yeah. But I wanted like a ride. Like, give me something. Give me, you know, you don't even have to make it. They got a new new Marvel attraction. Something with Thanos. It was announced at 2019. All they're saying is like, oh, yeah, we're still building that. And Tron Tron, Tron will finally get will get opened, Eddie. Six years. Six years. (laughs) They built Disneyland in like what? 12, 13 months? Yeah. Come on. Come on. You're like one of the biggest companies in the world. And it takes you six years to build an attraction that you've already built before in another country. You're not even like coming up with a new idea here. You just copy and paste. Control C, Control V. Let's be done. Let's Control C, Control V. Each of the next movies that we're about to talk about. Let's hope they're not. Let's hope they're not that. Let's that, hope not. That level. We're, we're, are we starting with Marvel? Yeah. Are we starting with Marvel? Sound a little bit like are we my, starting with my, Marvel? my kids with their bluey voice. Okay. So, <laughs> Eddie, we're let's start with Marvel. We got uh, five items here that they dropped. Um, None of these were only one of these was like a different thing. We weren't expecting to be there, but we'll kind of go through Mm -hmm. the different things. Um, So we got uh, confirmation on Echo. So Echo is uh, she was a character from uh, the the deaf character from uh, Hawkeye. Uh, so okay. she, uh, the the new thing that we saw on this is Kingpin and Daredevil are both going to be in this. So Kingpin still alive. There's a theory raging out there. Why bring him in for one episode if you're just going to kill him off? So he's still in it. Uh, also, we get Armor Wars, which uh, all they just did was make sure we knew that it's the what the the line for this series is. What happens when Stark Tech falls into the wrong hands? I don't think they really. And both gave us- of these are Disney Plus series. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, then we also the one of the cool things we got was a actually a cast breakdown for Thunderbolts. This is Disney's or Marvel's version of Suicide Squad to some degree, not quite as dark. Um, but in it, we got an actual confirmation. This is cool. All of these characters we've already been introduced to. I mean, I was waiting for like, are we going to get new people? No, this is. All people that you've seen before. So from Black... Which is cool. I like that. Yeah. So it's people you've already have some sort of history with, not just random. Oh, and then there's this guy that we picked up off the street, which is definitely Suicide Squad. So three characters from from Black Widow alone, Yelena, Red Guardian, and Taskmaster. So the three of them. Then we also get um, Special Agent, which I'm so glad he's back. I hope more people punch him in the face. Uh, we get Ghost from Ant-Man. Um, the whole thing is kind of being run by Valentina, Julia D- Louis-Dreyfus. And then this is, the, this is the thing that people are talking about. Bucky is a part of this. I know that all of these people are supposed to be semi-reformed baddies, but Bucky's already had his, his character arc. He's not really in this, really in this club anymore. Why, why is he a part of this, Eddie? I don't know. Like that was so much of Falcon and Winter Soldier was him kind of going through that cathartic recuperation phase or whatever. You kind of had all those long sequences of him with the counselor. It, it was surprising to me. I think it'll be interesting. Um, he is there next to what is it? Special Agent John Walker, the guy yep. who. Temporarily face. took took up um, the Captain America uh, mantle in AKA, Falcon AKA, and the Winter Soldier, aka Fake Cap, aka Fake Cap. Um, so that'll be interesting to see the two of them on the same team. I wonder if that's partly the thinking there. I, I don't know. I'm most excited about seeing Yelena and Red Guardian back. Oh, that's gonna um, be awesome. Bought, I love David Harbor. But I love those two characters, that whole dynamic. Uh, so that, to me, that, that got me really excited. I love Julia um, Louis-Dreyfus, so that'll be interesting to see her in that too. See more of her. So uh, another thing that we knew was coming, but we've been waiting for a teaser, trailer, something. Secret Invasion. Samuel L. Jackson coming back down to Earth. This was a cool teaser. This was a cool trailer to get us started. We were, I wasn't ready for this. I think I texted you. This was the thing I'm now most excited about. Like the show that yeah. was really cool teaser. 
It kind of had this uh, spy thriller element to it. Um, that, yeah, I got really, really excited about it. I'm like, okay, this could be really good. This could be really cool. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, that is that is definitely one I would encourage you to go see because I think it turns it turned my expectations on 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 the head there. That I was like, okay, before I was like, man, eh, it could be interesting. I like the end of uh, of um, Captain Marvel. Maybe they'll play off of that really cool. But no, this kind of took a whole nother level to it. Yes, continuing on from the storyline from the scrolls. Um that that whole narrative that kind of came in through um miss Mar- uh captain marvel so kind of seeing how that uh all transcends but a random one i was not ready random. for but i know that there's gonna be a piece of this that you're super excited about because this is werewolf by night a marvel mm-hmm. studio special presentation it feels like a very much like a b horror movie but eddie the director it won't be in it won't be included in um, in the MCU. That's why they called it special presentation. It does not, it's not fit canon. within the. It's not canon of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's like just, a, a one off. Yeah, I was just thinking to myself, but man, yeah, say it. Hold up. First off, let me get this out there. I, for, I when I saw it, I was like, yes, I'm. We're getting more horror uh, genre content, new stuff to watch during. Uh, the Halloween time. So that was super fun. But the moment I saw this, I was like, Eddie, I'm, you're going to need time for another another soapbox because the director of this is the composer, Michael Giacchino. Giacchino. Eddie, how excited are you about this? This is your guy. I'm really excited. I really like him. Um, so he did this little short film based off of like a Japanese TV show with a whole bunch of random famous friends of his um, that's on YouTube. I can't remember the name of it, but if you do some searching, you can find it. And when I saw him do that, I was like, okay, this is silly. This is just kind of a one-off. It definitely gets the feel of you and I messing around as high school students making a movie. (laughs) Um, But it made me think like, okay, if he's doing this, He's eventually gearing up to do something. And it this is exciting, right? Because he's done a lot of work with different people. And I never thought Universal would give him like a big project. Pixar, that's such a huge project. That's a whole nother discipline. I don't think he's going to get it there. Then when this gets announced, it was like, yes, this makes sense. And I think if I'm just borrowing a little bit off of the short film that he did, this is going to have monster challenge. There it is. He's going to have, it's going to have a quirky feel to it. It's going to be off centered. It's just going to be a little uh, off tilt. So uh, I'm really excited about this. The idea, even now that Marvel, I feel like Marvel's getting comfortable trying new things it doesn't always hit going full on in the genre but let's keep trying all these different genres and i you know it's fun marvel uh, superhero films are not the genre to them it's these other things out of the genre they're just telling these superhero stories i don't know though about this story werewolf by night i don't know anything so this uh, is worth this is worth watching the teaser if you haven't seen the Werewolf by Night teaser show. You'll watch it and you'll immediately go, I know exactly what this is. And I also have no idea what I'm going to get in for. Right. Right. Great. Uh, And get you excited. Like this is, I I like content like this. It is, this is coming to uh, Disney plus though. This is not getting a theatrical release. Correct. As far as I know. Yes. This is straight to Disney (laughs) plus. That's what I think. The monster challenge, the IMDb description for this really quickly is a hapless Pat Oswald finds himself catapulted into an outrageous series of challenges and an infectiously silly tribute to the eccentricities of Japanese game shows and monster films. <laughs> what is happening? So you can only imagine what this thing is going to be. So, so yeah. So next we got Star Wars. They had three announcements here. Um, 
we got uh, a couple of trail a couple of teaser trailers and then just um update uh skeleton crew the only thing we got for that uh which is the show um disney plus show coming out in fall 2023 this is the um young 80s uh kids style film like coming of amblin style uh so we got a picture of jude law just a photo of him from set um next thing we got is so tales of the jedi was a little curious of what this was totally about it's six short films uh it's uh they are basically telling you the the story behind and some of my information is wrong here but the story behind it is um kind of the coming of age of each of these major jedis so we've got count dooku ahsoka qui-gon jinn is in here a lot of these different people that we don't have their story on before mm-hmm. they've been introduced into it. And it's all done by the same crew that does um, Clone Wars and um, and um, that whole se- and uh, Bad Batch. Bad Batch. So it's this animated yeah. series like that, but there's six short films that kind of just tell you each of these. And I'm really interested with Count Dooku. I think he, his is a very interesting one to do. Yeah, I, I I need to sit down and just watch Clone Wars all the way through. What I when I was sick with COVID the first time, I went and like watched like all the big things, and then that was when the final season came out, and I watched that and all these different things. So I've watched a good chunk of it, and it is it's a fantastic show. It's some really good storytelling. There's a lot. Um, there's a, there's a lot, lot of it. There's a lot of it. It's not um, a sit down and finish it in one night. There's just so many episodes. Right. But if this is anywhere near that and six short films where they're independent, where you can kind of grab them. Um, I I agree with you. Um, I'm also really excited about Qui-Gon Jinn. That would be a fun backstory. Just how much they played with him. Um, I'm excited to see what that one looks like. And of course, oh, and by, big one. But well, before that, even one other person that we see in here that I'm just like, I can't believe they actually put her in there. Yaddle. They put Yaddle in this. And I'm I'm so interested to see why they would go to that length. It's just like, that's a deep cut to put uh, Yaddle in this. Because they're like, we have five, but it's going to work better if we get six. Let's Who get could s- we pick? I saw her. I don't, I don't, I hope, I hope they didn't, I don't know that they need to give her an entire episode herself maybe she's just a side character in one of the other ones but i just saw that and started dying laughing like why whatever (laughs) but you're right the big one that we finally got is an actual teaser trailer for season three the mandalorian whoa i think i immediately turned around and watched it again (laughs) you watched it several times just i need to watch it again need to watch it again well it felt like um this is the season where the story opens wide. Does that make sense? Like it just, it felt so big in scope and sequence. Um, yeah. I got really, really excited for this one. It, um, I think well, it's going to got- take Grogu and Mando's kind of relationship now as father and son to like a whole nother level. Like that just gets stepped up the whole Mandalorians. Um, yep. Uh, story of the Mandalorians yeah, so and Mandalore, go, that's going to really open up. So we go from just, okay, the first one is let's save this child and get free from what's happening. Second season was, okay, now we're just trying to reunite him with the Jedi. Um, mm-hmm. We've got that whole side of things. Um, then we get the little moment inside of Boba Fett for a hot second. He chooses to stay with Mando now we're like, okay, now we've actually got a mission that is bigger than just, you're right, like bigger than just him, bigger than just Grogu and Mando. Now it's like, how do we re- bring back the Mandalorians to their homeland and get, get their get their planet back, basically? Um, yeah, with, save uh, a people, save a planet. Mm-hmm. So it, you're right, it does open it up to a lot larger of a story. So we'll see kind of how they, how they do it, but that trailer... It's, I mean, it's all it's all the fields. It's all the things they did. They didn't do anything crazy. They just gave you the people that we wanted to see. Give you a little taste. Get him yeah. holding Grogu at the very end as he's flying his little Naboo fighter out of there. I, I go back. Um, 
Dave Filoni, John Favreau, just give them Lucasfilm. Just let them run the whole thing. Like they they get it. <laughs> they understand what we want and what we don't want. Just let them let them do their thing. Just let and let them tell other people what to do. Like come well, on. Like that's, let's that's specifically what we want. Although I am uh, very excited Andor will be out next week and we'll get a good attention. Andor Man, Andor's looking better mm-hmm. and better. Like every time I see a piece of something out of Andor, it's like, I know, but these things just have a way of getting me excited only to break my heart even more. Of course, they've got to do that. But that that was Star Wars, which is typically not as much here. Uh, I also think it's worth noting we haven't seen anything yet, but in the Lucasfilm panel, they also um, talked about uh, Indiana Jones 5. Yes. Harrison Ford came out and like started crying, actually like started crying. Like it was a very emotional moment for him. Um, He's pretty much said this is his final film. He's retiring after this comes out. Um, So it'll it'll be interesting. Um, it's interesting to again, note, it's interesting to know cautious th- optimism. Yeah. It's interesting to note that, uh, it's interesting to see his affinity for this character because he's come out and I think he's even told other people don't play me. Don't play this character. Only I can play this character kind of a sentiment he's put out there. And then sure. Han Solo, he's like, yeah, do whatever. Yeah. Someone else can take that. Whatever. It's just like, there's something about Indiana Jones that he really resonates with and really loves. And you could see that as he's like kind of tearing up. No, he's like literally crying. And then also the great where you see the shot of him in short round 38 years later together, that photo of them. It's just like all, right. all the feelings for sure. Who's the better character, Han Solo or Indiana Jones? I mean, I, I'm partial for sure to Star Wars and to Han Solo uh, Indiana Jones wasn't as big of a thing for me, um, but they're both iconic characters in their own right. So it's hard to say. What, what, what about you? I feel like it's harder for you. It might be harder for you because Indiana Jones is like right up your alley with like the history and the world world and the adventure world yeah. travel. Yeah, um, I would probably go with Indiana Jones. I mean, then that's in no way. A, they're two really strong, amazing characters. And I mean, that's something pretty amazing for any actor to have two iconic roles, like mm-hmm. culture setting roles. There's not too many actors that get that zeitgeist yeah. level of characters, let alone two of them. Um, but I would probably go with Indiana Jones. I feel like, well, one, he's the titular character, so he gets yep. more attention. There's a little bit stronger of a character development. So it's a bit of an unfair question. But uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for this one. Again, I say a cautious optimism just because Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls was horrendous. I fell asleep watching that one in college. <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> so, so bad. Yeah, so the giant ants chasing and Kate Blanchett like saber fighting across jeeps. I'm just like, eh. no, not yeah, I mean, I was gone before they even got to the Crystal Skulls, and then it's like, what? Yeah. So next studio we have is Pixar. They got four things for us. One, they just kind of they're they're decent. They're they're a decent group of storytellers up there. Yeah, we're we're kind of fans. We're not too bad. But right across the bay from uh, Lucasfilm is we got Pixar. Uh, Elemental, just reminding us, they got that coming out next year. Um, Which we got like the cast. They showed up. We got some new artwork and teaser trailers. It's a love story. Like somebody we didn't get any teaser trailers for Elemental, did we? No, we just got some artwork just and some like artwork somewhat and of the stuff. story explained to it. It's going to be a love story where opposites react is the ta- mm-hmm. tagline. Uh, guy or uh, fire and lo- and water fall in love but they can't touch each other so it'll be interesting uh another thing that they kind of surprise us with is a deep disney plus series that pixar is doing which called win or lose which is a little baseball team so a little heartfelt i'm mm-hmm. sure story there and i mean they've done some disney plus stuff before but this is the first original disney plus mm-hmm. series 
So. And we're gonna and we're not we're not counting like cars on the road. That doesn't really it's not a full, not a full series. Have you watched on. that? It's been fun. The kids love it. Too. It's really fun. The it's the really haunted fun. house is great. Love the haunted house and the and the movie. We lot. may we may have to do some uh, some reviews there. I think yeah yeah we'll have to talk about this off podcast off off air off air off air yeah. Uh, one one other film that they're coming out um in 2024 is Elio. Is I don't I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but Elio. It's the story of an 11 year old intergalactic, uh, last minute or created. He turned turned him into an ambassador for all of planet Earth accidentally. So lots of question marks on what is going on here, but all for it. I'm all I'm all into it, and the artwork for it is gorgeous. So looks cool, looks really cool. But the big one, Eddie, we got the finally big con- one. We finally got confirmed. Inside Out two, 2024. This is what we've been asking for, and the premise is great. Teenage Riley, so not this is Riley now, teenage years, whose head now has additional emotions thrown in. For that classic teenager experience, Eddie, this is going to be a full. They're breaking it up a little bit and 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 adding in more characters to her head. So I'm so interested what they choose for these extra emotional characters. Well, and then did you even hear uh, fear and disgust? Bill Hader and Mindy Kaling are not coming back. What? Yeah, apparently uh, Disney like low balled them uh, uh, an offer, oh, like super low no. ball, and they said, "Nope, we're not getting out of bed for that one." And so, Eddie, they're not in it. This, yeah. oh, Eddie, I can't. No, I shouldn't have known this. Now I'm going to be so sad. I'll forget about this later on down the road. But they're they are such key moments. I mean, it's not like losing Amy Poehler, but. Right, but I love, I love, and then I mean, you can't lose sadness. Oh no, she's fantastic, Phyllis. I can't remember her last name, but we all know her as Phyllis in the office. She's but that's Phyllis. also her f- real first name. Um, yeah, no, this looks fantastic. I I just rewatched Inside Out with the kids a couple of weeks ago. Bawled my eyes out. <laughs> as you should. One because it's like. Well, and, you know, it hits home in, like, a new way. Like, because we've just made a big move. Our kids, you know, you see. It's like, man, this is such an intelligent movie. This is so smartly crafted. It's going to be hard um, to top. <laughs> I'm, I'm, now I'm a little bit gonna be re- It's going to be really hard to top. Um, and I don't think Pete Doctor is at the helm, if I remember correctly. Eddie, this is not helping. Sorry. This is not helping. Sorry. I, I now I'm not. I, I saved this for last because I was so excited, and now you've just like dashed my hopes and dreams. And I want to pivot as hard as possible away from this this thing. This is how we felt through the whole parks panel. Like, really? Give me excited, and then spike it down to the ground. I'll forget most of these details, and by the time it comes out, I will be first in line. But. You know sure. What? I mean, I'll still go there too. It's it. They're gonna have to work hard to mess it up, though, right? Like it is such a, a solid premise and idea. Mm-hmm. You've got a good storytelling team. Okay, I, I, you know, yeah, you're gonna have to work hard to mess that up. Yeah, they they can do that though. Challenge accepted. The next challenge accepted is by Disney Animation. They had three things to drop here. One of which was just reminding us, hey, Strange World is coming out in October, I believe, or November, November um, almost which Christmas looks, time. Looks cool. It looks, it looks say, interesting. I'm, it looks, it looks cool. I'm, I don't know too much. I know about the nothing story. of the. There's not enough story. Yeah, we don't no, know no enough about yet. the story. But the general Jake, idea. Jake Gyllenhaal the is he the one that's in this? Yeah, yeah. His first, his yeah. first Pixar. So I'm great. I'm super excited about that. Disney first Disney. Yes. So we also have two brand new brand new films here that we didn't know anything about. The first one of which is Wish, how the wishing star came to be with a little girl and her goat that go on this magic journey to learn about the wishing star. That's about all we got. So from you get it. the the wishing star that shows up in, you know, um, Pinocchio, Peter Pan, 
um, Princess and the Frog, you know, kind of pops up in all these different movies. Where did it come from? It's a clever idea, um, but we didn't get a ton of detail. We got a lot of just kind of concept art. So it'll be interesting. Yep. Because I have to say, like, I come back to this. That was a part of the frustrating thing here is there was not a lot of concrete stuff. It was just like concepts. We're thinking of this. Granted, most of the time when they are going to release the concrete stuff, it's like as it gets closer to the release. Sure. Especially like with the Disney out, animation film. Three months out, you're just going to get it nonstop. Yeah. And we're Especially just kind with of, Disney animation. Yep. This next one's interesting because it's not a full-on Disney animation. It's a collaboration between Disney animation and a animation studio in Africa, which I thought, okay, this could be really cool. Yeah, Kugali Media. I didn't catch on that till was talking with some people today. I was like, oh, this is actually an outside studio that they're partnering with called Awaju, I think is my broken way to, to say what the name of it is. Sure. And it's categorized as an Afro-futuristic film. I don't know if it's weird saying that, I mean, getting vibes from Wakanda, but it's its own story, its own storyline. Yeah. Um, my own universe. So, really interesting artwork for that. That I'm that has kind of got my interest peaked on what it what it is. So, Wish and Awaju and Strange World, all completely new products, not remakes, not the same thing over and over again. So, that's always fun. Yeah, and I I I think that hopefully they start feeling that out. Like, we need a decent amount of original ideas to keep stumbling on these big stuff you know like Encanto was original idea look how big that yeah. went Moana was original idea look how big that went like the, you gotta do these things yeah the sequels are great Frozen 2 is fun but you wouldn't have had that unless you took the risk on a thing like Frozen so which which is a great Wishing a- Star is written by Jennifer Lee who wrote Frozen, Frozen 2, and is directed by Chris Buck, who co-directed Frozen and Frozen 2. That's cool. That's cool. Is she still running the studio? Does she still run the studio? Yeah, Yeah, she's the chief creative officer for Disney Animation Studios. And speaking of original content, that is not at all what the rest of the Disney films that they launched are. In fact, I don't think a single thing... Is original. Zero. Every single one of these are live action remakes or sequels. Every single one of these. So we're just gonna go down it. The hit list of some of them is Percy Jackson, the Olympians. No, don't care. Not not interested. Haven't seen any of that since the first one came out, like back in 2010. Uh, Interesting concepts, but the first one was executed so poorly. No. I don't know how they could do. I do like the kid that they got to play Percy Jackson. He's the guy who he's the kid who plays um, uh, Ryan Reynolds in uh, the Adam Project, the younger Ryan, the younger Adam. I don't think I actually ever watched that. I need to actually go back and watch that now. What? No, it's a decent little flick. Like, it's not going to change your life, but it's like, okay, there's like a classic 80s fun action film. And I like Ryan Reynolds. So, yeah, you should check it out. If not. And then that that's the kid who plays Percy Jackson, which I think is great casting. So that's Disney Plus. That's coming out to Disney Plus here soon at some point. Uh, we also get the Santa Clauses, another Disney Plus series. And the real winner from this, other than them actually, you know what? They don't hate Tim Allen that much. They just didn't want him. Pixar just didn't want him for their stuff. But they brought him back right. in. They had to. Uh, so, And the big winner, did though. You see, hold on. Did you see this before I texted you? Yes. Oh, okay. You had already seen it. Yeah. Why? What, what, what did you? Well, I, as soon as I saw it, I texted you guys and was like, stop what you're doing right now and watch this. I think I had already and watched it. The, the, the real big thing is Peyton Manning is featured heavily in this, in this trailer. I'm assuming he's just, a, he's just a cameo and they put heavily. all of his scenes in there. But his, when he said you're, you're that he's, running for the next Santa Claus. That's the premise of this is that he's retiring as Santa Claus. Uh, he says, yes, can't wait to rub this in Brady's face and Tom Brady's face. <laughs> so it's like, love these digs. Love it. But I'm sure it's going to be as, I'm excited as for that. it's going to be, it's going to be its own 
It's the third one, right? It's like the third, no, fourth, it's the, the fourth, fourth film in the series. And it's a there series. Were three, so they're going to pull yeah, there it were out three over. three films and then now this. I, yeah, but I mean, okay, it's a Christmas movie. You can get away with a, a bunch of cheese when it's a Christmas movie. You're right. So we'll see. Maybe, you know, love will cover a multitude of sins here. So another thing that we got here that we didn't know that we wanted, evidently, was a prequel to The Lion King. Uh, this is Mufasa, and it's not a animated film, so that's why I put it up in here. It's so the live-action remake that they just did with all the animals that were dead in their eyes. They are now doing a prequel to it that there's no canon for this. There's no anything. There. It's a, it's a new story about Mufasa. Um, I am not excited whatsoever well it's called mufasa the lion king because he was the lion king at one point until simba yeah i'm just well one i haven't even seen the quote-unquote live action remake or animation (laughs) i'll tell you you know let's just go back to that rant for a second i thought about this because akuna matana came on a couple of days ago and we were singing in the car And I realized why the moment I said, I am not watching this movie. They they say the fart joke in Akuta Matata. And they're not supposed to. You know how there's. Yeah. In the animated film, uh, um, Timon interrupts him and says, oh, not in front of the kids. And I always thought that that was I love holding that line. It's like the whole, um, you know, holding puddle. In uh, um, summertime for in Olaf, summertime. like hold it, you know, hold the joke, hold that line. It makes it even funnier. The second I heard the like the full Akuna Matana from the live action, you were quote out. Unquote, I was like, mm, you didn't hold the joke. No, nope, it's not as funny. You lost so, Eddie. This won't even see this. Won't even take the time. Well, but they here, made so much money off of that. Of course, they got to go try and make some more. And that's why the next three are all remakes right here, including the Peter Pan and Wendy remake that none of us asked for. Because how many Peter Pan movies are we up to how now? How many Peter across Pans? all the, across all the different all the different studios? It's There's so, so many. Much. We don't need any more. We don't need them. Ed. That's my that's my hill to die on right now. Like I don't want. I have. Less than zero chance. I have sub-zero desire to be in this call to Max Hebel here in a little bit. Uh, Peter Pan and Wendy don't care. Do not care. We don't no. need it. I, my heart is content with Hook and uh, Finding Neverland. I'm good. I don't need any live action Peter Pan. I have the original animated, which we love. And I love Hook. I love Finding Neverland. I'm good. I any of the other stuff has always fallen short. It's just it's not there. It just doesn't hit it. So of course they're going through the lineup. Um we just watched Pinocchio. Um, you know, they're just gonna keep churning these out because they apparently people like them. They're making money off of them. Yeah, and that's why we got two more here. We got Snow White featuring Gal Gadot and Rachel Ziegler, who is from West Side Story. She's playing Snow White. We get that here as well as we finally, everyone's been waiting for The Little Mermaid. So we got that as well, which the voice thought it held up. I kind of like, I like, I kind of like the voice on it. It seemed just kind of very similar to the original. Um, so that was that one was fine, and it the CGI looked all good and stuff like that. Um, she doesn't have red hair though. I do not care. It's a freaking mermaid. <laughs> it's a freaking it's mermaid. The, it's the little mermaid. What do you ca- like? I thought I thought she had reddish hair. Wasn't that? Isn't didn't she have reddish hair? That's a big old ish. Yeah, no. I'm looking up right now just to rem- just to see if that if that is actually true. It's it is kind of red. Just, I'm pretty sure I mean, it's red. That is like the iconic it's, image of the Little Mermaid. Is she is like a red head? I think they could have done more there. She, fantastic you, reaching, voice and the the little bit of the performance that you saw was 
amazing. It was great. It's but I just looked at it was like it's a natural red. Like it's not a it's not a like the red. I'm looking at them side by side, and the red from the cartoon is like they can't make hair that color. It's like almost physically impossible to make hair that color. If they're going to make everything else natural, like and feel like it's like a realistic, I, I'm looking at it now, and and it's it's also a dark image. Like it's also like in the cavern is all we see of her. So we've got time, Eddie. They can bright. They can CGI that. They I'm can they can add it more. Uh, I'm optimistic here, though. You know, I think we get what is it like four or five new songs added to this, which is what a lot. And they I'm are not, written by Lin Manuel Miranda. As much as I love Manuel, Manuel, most of the remakes that have added new songs, they're all forgettable. All the new songs are forgettable. No one cares about the new songs. I'm sorry, that's not I a would, great. I I would agree. And I mean, the Little Mermaid. This Alan Minken, Howard Shore, uh, not Howard Shore, Howard. Um, Ashman. Ashman, thank you. Um, that gotcha. is such an incredible score. That, you know, it, it's pretty um yeah, iconic. So I don't know why they feel the need to keep adding to these. So the last yep, the last three here to round out um the Disney films section, uh three remakes. So we've got one reminding us Hocus Pocus comes out at the end of this month. So we got a new full trailer for that, including a sighting from Billy the zombie. Really yeah. excited to see Billy again. Asked my wife, hey, what's your take on this? She's bought in. She's sold. She loves the storyline. It feels like it's very much reminiscent of the original and just a continuation, but with a new kind of twist on it. So she was bought in, and that's all I got to, that's all I need to hear about it. But Eddie, did you, were you? bought and sold on this new hocus pocus oh yeah i think i mean i i grew up on hocus pocus and it's it is a classic favorite for halloween um i I think as soon as you got the three mains back i think and those those are you're good those are such great characters those are such great and they look bought in like they've had massive careers since this movie or two of the two of the three at least so the fact that you could see sarah jessica parker playing a similar to what she used to do it's like okay she's bought in as well she's not playing too cool for school here they're gonna if they're having fun i'm gonna have fun and it looks like that's the case so yep Another uh, Halloween thing in here, which we were not, I wasn't expecting at least, um, and very excited because the original one of this sucked so bad. Uh, Haunted Mansion, they're actually doing another live remake of it, and Jamie Lee Curtis came out in a Doom buggy on stage for it. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited about the cast on this thing. There's a ton of people. Jared Leto, Jared Leto as the Hatbox Ghost. I'm guessing Winona Ryder is whatever the main character is going throughout this film. Jamie Lee Curtis as Madame Leota. Um, lots of different people all throughout here. A couple of random ones that I don't know that I've seen Hassan Minaj in anything. So I'm excited about that. Love to show on Netflix. Um, but there and Dan Levy um, is also in this, and I love Dan Levy and some of his stuff that he's done recently. Uh, but there's it's a bigger it's got quite a few top name people Danny DeVito, Rosario Dawson, Owen Wilson, T- Tiffany Haddish, uh Lickett Stanfield. There's just a lot of people in this film on the top billing of this. So I've got high hopes that it will far surpass the um Eddie Murphy version of it. I mean the bar's pretty low after that one, so I would and hope even, that they surpass that. Even the Muppets one was not great. I did not have what? very much. I did not know. I did not love the I, Haunted Mansion Muppets. I was just, the words were like forming in my mind of, but the bar was set pretty high with by the Muppets. No. What? You didn't like Muppets no. Haunted Mansion? There was nothing. No- Loved it. Loved it. Thought it was fantastic. I, I want more Muppets stuff like that. Great timing. What? It was like all of 40 minutes. Fun songs. Give me some some zanny craziness of the Muppets, but also like 
pulling on a lot of the jokes from the haunted mansion. I cannot remember a single moment. I literally can't think of a single moment from the Muppets haunted mansion right now. The John Stamos section when they're like playing cards literally in the you lounge. saying John Stamos is the first time I've thought about John Stamos being in that film. I forgot that he was in that film. That's how utterly forgettable the whole thing was. So we should probably move on to save our friendship here. But uh, Disenchanted, we got we got the sequel to Enchanted. I, Eddie, I've actually, uh, shocker, I've never seen Enchanted. What? Yeah, I've never seen what? it. It's going to break a lot of people's hearts. What? Is it on Disney Plus? Can I actually go, can I go, yes. can I go watch it again? Yes, it is. Um, I really liked Enchanted, um, when it came out and then even we, when it finally hit Disney plus like a year ago, we watched it like it is, it is so good. Um, it's very creative. I love the characters. James Marsden's fantastic in it. Um, yeah. Amy Adams. Impeccable. Um. Yeah, I'm really shocked that you have never seen this. Um, And ever since it came out, people have been clamoring at this and wanting a sequel because it does set itself up really well for this. So I was really excited. However, I feel like the trailer gave away a big plot point that I wish they would have held to the movie. And that is she ends up being the like the evil stepmother in the story. Like she turns to be the bad. And I'm like, okay, disenchanted. I think it's supposed to bring you That makes sense. I know, but I want I like a a surprise. And, you know, I want to give me the, the, the flip it on its head in the film. Don't don't give me everything in the trailer. And I, I kind of felt like I got everything in the trailer. Well, Eddie, if someone would have told me that I could have spent more time with live action Adina Menzel, that's all you should have said. I didn't realize that she oh, was yeah, in the Oh, yeah, you didn't know Adina? Yeah, Man. but she doesn't sing. She And she's kind of the... She's got a bit of an annoying character in that film. Not going to lie. Oh, is she almost like the character Actually, that she was in making a Frozen 2? Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> You stole it right out of my mind. That is exactly what she is. And that's she all I can borrows think of now. that face so much of the time. That, that's all I can think of now. I'm sorry, but poor that, that's her lady. legacy. Final. So final, final two things. One, new Disney Plus documentary. How did they not already make this? Mickey, the story of a mouse. How have they not already made this? I'm shocked. I was shook, Eddie. That's coming out soon. I, I, yeah, and I, I I like these type of documentaries like this. They're fun. I just I enjoy documentaries in general, but even something like this because they're looking at not just like the the genesis of the character, but also the different representations and how it's influenced popular culture and all sorts of different things like that. Um, I'm I'm game for this. I'm excited. And the Disney Studios 100 anniversary logo. It's pretty sweet. Exactly what I wanted. Didn't, Did I didn't know what I wanted. It's a pretty sweet. And then have you watched like the 10 minute sizzle reel where they like cram all hundred years of Disney content into 10 minutes? Yes. With Loki like, uh, voicing, voicing the whole thing. Yes. Yes. Um, I could like just give me just give me a full movie of that. Just give me a full movie of that and I'd be happy. But the new logo is sick. It's pretty sweet. So Ooh, we'll see how long episode, we have. What an episode, Eddie. What an episode. We just spent an hour talking about D23 and Disney News. And that's not even what this episode was supposed to be about. I'm We're lying. Supposed we, to- we, we, we knew it was going to be of jam-packed D23 episode. And let's be honest, the fates aligned for us on this one and not having to spend too much time talking about Max Keeble. Yeah. So Max Keeble should do that. Cue the Disney sound effect. (laughs) 
We're going to speed through this. IMDb description for Max Keeble is Max Keeble, the victim of his seventh grade class, plots revenge when he learns that he's moving, but it backfires when he isn't after all. They gave away the entire movie in the description. That's, I mean, you kind of know it's, you know, it's coming, but don't give away everything right up front. Seriously, that's. This might be my least favorite of all the descriptions just because it violates a, a central core part of doing this. But Eddie, did you ever watch this? No. No, this is your first time? You don't yeah. have any, you don't have any uh, special fondness or remember seeing the trailers or anything like that? No. I'm going to give it a big old one. <laughs> give it a one. You're just going <laughs> to go straight for it. You just I have just nothing to say. To- Nothing to do. We don't get any backstory. Oh, this is Alex Lins from Home Alone 3, that 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 iconic early 2000s hair. Yeah, I mean, the best parts of this was uh, it gave me some great reminiscence of the early 2000s, some like the music. All-American rejects music. Um Jamie love Kennedy. That. Get some Jamie Kennedy. Got some Jamie Kimity, some Josh Peck in there from Ooh, Josh um, Peck. Yeah. What a transformation so, that guy has. You should go look at him now. Big, <laughs> big transformation. Totally different. Totally different. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not like painful to watch, but also I will never, ever, ever click to watch this again. We get uh, Principal Jindrake is Larry Miller, the hairstylist from. Uh, the princess diaries almost all of the quotable moments from this movie are something that he says almost every single one of them um his his continual desire to try to make up new words like i don't encourage it i excourage it things like things like that i i don't know why i wrote down so much from it there was the but the big one for me was the mcgoogles Googles. I don't remember ever watching this movie, but someone in my life quoted the McGoogle stuff. The, it's gonna keep me McGoogles. Like that his whole like has to go to the therapist to deal with it and he's like playing with the toy. I'm sorry, there was something slightly endearing about it. I think we're moving into the period. I mean, so this came out in 2001. Yep. So we're now in high school. There's a certain threshold you have to hit for it to be on our radar, right? Oh, yeah. This was Um, not anything that I was paying attention to at this time. Even some of the film, even some of the animated films, I'm like, I don't know that I actually went and saw this. Not not next week's for sure I saw, but. um, Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, I think for me, the only memorable thing was like, okay, I like rehearing some of these songs that kind of pulls on the nostalgia a bit, but no. Uh, this is this is a one for me. I wanted to give it a, an extra half in there just because it tried hard. It really tried to be funny versus like some other films that we've watched where it's like, this is painful. I didn't I don't know that this was painful. This just felt like early 2000s storylines and gags and different things and like dumping all the milk, the 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 ice cream on people and the food fight and other things like that. Uh, but so I don't, I, I wish I was in another category for painful ones. This was a, <laughs> this was like a fine one. This was like, there's like a degree to the, like kind of like how we have, I wish almost we could put it in its own category. Did you just say a, f- a fine one? A fine one. This is a fine wine instead of a, it's a fine one. I don't know, Eddie. I might give it that extra half. I don't know why Do I like I don't Just know why I enjoyed some of the moments from this. Like I feel Please. a sense of you're wanting to be this being over so fast, and I'm the only one keeping this content going right now. <laughs> I want you to give it the extra just so that I can make fun of you for giving it the extra. I want to give it the I want to give it the extra half, but then there's also all of the Kung Fu stuff, which was horrible. (laughs) Or him actually riding an ostrich at the end. (laughs) I'm giving 
that Google's an extra half. So I'm going to give it one and a half because I I did not fast sure you forward. don't want to you sure you don't want to just bump it up to it too. You didn't no. fast forward at all. I didn't. I did not fast forward any of this film. I had it going on I... while I was doing other other busy work. <laughs> I didn't like, sit down going, and watch with the kids. We're watching this one on the iPad, so I can do the tap 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 tap. No, I it, yeah. it had a lot. It has a lot of a lot of setups, a lot of different things, and I and I, when he when he turns and he goes, now I'm going to be the instigator. It felt earned because he had been through so much crap with everybody else that I was like, you know what? Good for you, man. This is this plan's going to fail miserably. We all know what's going to happen here, but you know what? You this, went for it. This sounds very cathartic for you. Do we need to have a some? I need some to have my own Google's, we my Google's a- counseling. <laughs> I'm upgrading my tolerance from zero tolerance to sub zero tolerance. <laughs> we get Mr. Belvedere in there for like two seconds. There's there's something. I love there. that there's you wrote there. all these quotes down. To I wrote me, this a was ton of quotes. So down. unforgettable. This was so forgettable. This was such a forgettable movie to me. Sometimes in life, you got to do things that you don't want to do because other people who have power over you tell you to do it. Yeah. Okay. I'm giving it a one and a half. You can make fun of me later. Just one and a half? Are you sure well, I'm you don't want to it, bump it I'm up only a giving it, I'm, I'm giving it a half because it had just enough random stuff. We had a PowerBook sighting in here, an Apple PowerBook in here. So no, no, don't you don't want to go for it? Okay. Yeah, we should that, move on. That... Yeah, we're done. That's that's <laughs> it. I tried to pull it out for a full five minutes, and I got it. I got my five minutes with, with this go. movie with Max Keeble. So one and a one and a half because JB was maybe, I don't know. It was a cathartic session for you. Let's just say you wish you were Max Keeble. Um, But with that, your life has been forever changed by another episode of Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your other favorite podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a five-star review or share it with your best friend. You can also check us out at honeywemade.com where you can see our full movie list as we continue to go through all the movies that Disney made from 1988 to 2005, better known as our childhood, including next week's when we review a new Pixar film, Monsters, Inc. A little bit better than Max Keeble. Thank bit. you. Thank you for listening. And remember, any kid can make a mess, but it takes a man to clean it up.